Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Argue with the Wall. I am back all by myself again. Last week I had Peyton Litton on the show and I hope you guys enjoyed that little episode of uh, having my first guest. That was a lot of fun and I cannot wait to do it again. I have some people that I'm in the works with to collaborate with so this definitely isn't as fun with without uh someone else but let me tell you guys before I get started recording two separate tracks and then trying to edit them together and making them like not overlap and like making them start at the same time and whatnot was so hard I had to like And I was using a new, you know, editing program. It was just, it was, it was a bitch. And so I'm still trying to figure out, like, how, the what the most efficient way to record a podcast with two tracks, like two people talking at the same time and recording it together because, like, lining up that shit was so hard. Oh, but anyways, oops. I'm drinking my little green juice. Good stuff. Today, as you can tell by the title, I'm going to be talking about being not single. Now, I don't want to hear, oh, Lily, this isn't funny. This. Lily, this isn't funny. That. Listen. This isn't, if this isn't the topic for you, that's okay. Um, this isn't for everyone. But it is something once again, that I'm passionate about, and it's it's my hot take on being not single and being in a relationship. So, I felt it was only fair for me to talk about this because I had another episode about being single and all that it is and in all the aspects of it. So, uh, today I'm going to be talking about, you know, uh, being not single and, you know, being in a relationship and where that can go wrong and where it can go right and the pros the cons and all that they all that it is so without further ado let's jump right into it so i am a big romanticizer i remember on tiktok where it was like you know romanticize your life uh live your life and you're the main character And, you know, it worked, clearly, because now I'm, like, over-romanticizing everything. And uh, I'm also just, you know, I love to love. I have a big heart. I got a lot of love to give. So that's gotten me in trouble in some relationships in the past where uh, I have given way too much to people that don't deserve anything from me. And that has been pretty tough. And it's gotten me hurt a lot. Over the past year or so, I've kind of worked on trying to not over-romanticize everything, but also not, but also, you know, still keeping that, you know, um, love that I have for love. I'm not trying to kill the love and passion I have for being in love and caring about people. But I'm also not trying to keep getting hurt. 
So I had to work on being logical and not always thinking emotionally. Like I used to, um, and I've talked about this before, but I, I try to fix people because I see the potential in them. So if, you know, um, someone isn't up to my standards to a certain point, I see that as a challenge and I'm like, okay, this is something that can be changed and maybe I can influence them to, you know, think differently the way that I want them to think. I I used to, I used to do that. I, I used to try and fix people and every once in a while I still try and find myself doing that. And it can be really easy whenever you're in a relationship because you see all the potential in someone because you care and you probably love them and it's like you kind of want to just sneak past a couple of things that can be changed and you're just sitting there and you're waiting and you're hoping that like if they love you enough you know you can influence them enough to the point where they can they'll change they'll you know um they'll go and get help for you know their depression or you know maybe you can uh, change the way they uh, express their emotions and what I've learned is that you you can't change anyone you can't fix anyone that doesn't want to be fixed because it's not your place and it, it ends up smothering the relationship because you're so hyper-focused on your partner and fixing your partner that that kind of makes them feel a little, you know, broken. You constantly trying to fix them. And that doesn't feel good when someone tries to fix you because it's like it completely points out the fact that, you know, there is something wrong with you and that there is something broken about you that needs fixing. And that has deeply affected relationships for me in the past so whenever you're in a relationship I think that that is number one on the list of not doing is not over romanticizing and you know making up these scenarios it's so I love making up scenarios in my head I'm just like every other girl guys but you know, you're allowed to do that, but you can't let it, you know, you can't let that in reality get mixed up. I have a very powerful brain in the sense where my imagination is so vivid that I can easily convince myself of things. So if I'm constantly thinking about a scenario or I'm constantly thinking about the idea of this person I'm in a relationship with and I, I'm i like, oh, this person is so great. But no, it's just the idea that I've romanticized in my head about them. It's not actually them. And then, and then whenever they do something that isn't what the version in my head of them would do, I'm like just absolutely disappointed and hurt by their actions because it's like how dare you do that (laughs) how dare you be yourself and not the version of you in my head 
god damn it. I definitely think that staying logical and not constantly emotional in, in relationships is so important. That's that's the biggest thing that I have found. Even whenever you're talking to someone, you're not even in a relationship with them. You know, you're just, you know, you're kind of exclusive with them. Remaining logical and not letting the idea of someone overpower who they actually are. So, if this person is having some red flags, which we will get into, red flags. Um, if this person has red flags and you are, it's all goes back to that, like, fixing, hoping, romanticizing about this person, you know, if they have this flaw that, you know, you can look over and you're constantly just seeing the good in them, that's you being emotional and thinking emotionally with your heart because you're in, you have the right intentions of, you know, seeing the good in everyone, aka me. It, it gets you hurt really quickly. By thinking emotionally, you are allowing yourself to, to get hurt, basically, if you're not constantly keeping in check with yourself, like, okay, hey, these are his actions, whoever's actions, his, hers, theirs, whatever their actions are, this is what it is, and you need to take a step back and be like, okay, this logically is not healthy for me. This, his actions are not changing, he, and this is not what I need. And making those heavy decisions are extremely difficult. You know, it's not, you know, this easy conversation to have where you're like, you have such a strong connection with someone and you have to basically be like, listen, <laughs> you basically have to tell them, hey, listen, um, your personality and who you are, yeah, it's not fitting with me. And here's the thing, though. It sounds brutal, but if the person, and you don't have to say it like that, but if this person is mature enough and respects you enough, then it should go down easily. If you're just like, listen, I'm not, you know, this isn't what I, I need right now. I need, you don't even need to be like, I need someone who's going to blah, 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 blah. You don't need to go there, but, you know, just being like, hey, I need certain things that I feel that, you know, you maybe can't give me or that I need from someone else or whatever it is. This isn't me trying to give you advice on how to break up with someone. My God, I'm probably the worst to ask about that. But what I'm trying to say is you have to keep constantly throughout a relationship, take a step back and, and be like, you know, take some notes down, get some bullet points, good things they do and bad things they do. If the bad is longer than the good, if the bad has more bullet points, there's something that needs to be addressed here. Because once again, as I've said before, 
we don't settle because there are a shit ton of people out in this world that can easily give you, you know, your list of things that you require. You should have a mental checklist of what you will and you won't put up with. What you will put up with. Let me give you some examples. This guy or whoever the fuck, he can, I don't know, something minor you can put up with. He likes his football. He likes a football team that you fucking hate. I cannot relate to this, but you know, because I really don't give a shit about football. But just like little things like that. Now, and that list is going to be different for everyone. Now, what you won't put up with, let's, let's address that. There are a couple of things that every person should have on their what you won't put up with list. Let me give you some examples. What you're not going to put up with is someone that yells at you. Simple as that. You're not going to be, you should not put up with someone that yells at you. There's no reason to be yelling. You should not be getting yelled at by someone who claims that they love you. Okay? Number two. You feel that, you know, your being in touch with your emotions is extremely important to you. And, you know, you go to therapy and you are very aware of your emotions and you know how to express them. However, this person that you are with does struggles, struggles a bit with doing that and having that open communication and having that vulnerability and having that expression is extremely important to you. And if this other person struggles to do that and is not willing to work on that and maybe even go to therapy or, you know, uh, if they say they were going to work on it, but then they don't, that's a whole nother story. But if, if they say they'll work on it, then that's great. But if they're not willing to work on themselves and work on that aspect of being more in touch with their emotions and knowing how to express what they're feeling, then that's something that you should not put up with. It's, it might seem a little cruel to be like, to just leave someone that you care about just because they're not good at expressing their feelings. But let me tell you guys, being able to express your emotions is the absolute foundation of a relationship along with trust and caring and and respect and whatnot. Being able to express how you're feeling and respecting the way that your partner is feeling is literally number one on the list of things that a relationship needs to have. And so if you don't have that open communication and even whenever you're in a fight with your partner and they're saying, like they're expressing their emotions and, and you immediately get defensive about it, and it's like, oh, no, well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, mean to say that. And you're just, you know, making excuse after excuse. And this could go the other way around. If you're, if you're listening to this and, you know, you've been in a relationship or you're in a relationship where this is happening to you, where it's like your partner is not just saying they're sorry and recognizing how you're feeling and they're immediately getting defensive. That's something you shouldn't put up with because 
already in of itself, it's like not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, another thing of what you shouldn't put up with. Let me give you the basics. Someone that's mean to you. Um, someone who isn't willing to work on themselves for themselves. It doesn't even need to be for you. Because you want to know what, guys? I'm going to be completely transparent. I almost immediately said someone who's not going to work on themselves for you. Now, Lily. See, I'm keeping myself in check here. The other person, yes, is going to start working on themselves because they're in a relationship with you and they want it to work out. But it, at the end of the day, someone should be working on themselves for themselves. The honeymoon phase versus the post-honeymoon phase. This is where it's almost a make or break moment. The honeymoon phase, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure you all of you do, but just in case anyone doesn't, it's those first couple of months where you are on cloud nine, you're on your best behavior, things are going great, you're still getting to know this person, they're interesting, they're intriguing, you're, it, it's something new and shiny, and we all love new and shiny things. So, that's the honeymoon phase, okay? You're in love. Now, post-honeymoon phase, typically, I think it's, like, after four months, three or four months of dating, I think, is where shit can hit the fan, where the honeymoon phase starts to die out a little bit, and, you know, it's not this new and shiny person anymore. You know this person, and you might start to feel like you probably love them, and the spark I don't want to say dies out, but it definitely dulls a little bit. This, in my experience, has been really tough because there's something about that honeymoon phase high that is, like, just the most exhilarating feeling ever. Because all you want to do is be with this person. All you want to do is be next to them and get to know them and talk to them 24-7. However, it can be really difficult whenever after those those few months end and that honeymoon phase is no longer active. It could be really it could be really difficult because depending on how this honeymoon phase ends, it's really easy to get the honeymoon high fading mixed up with falling out of love with them so it it can be a struggle because it's like you're not feeling the same lust and um high and whatever it may be that you were feeling in that honeymoon phase and whenever that those feelings start to you know they're not as heightened in my pat in my previous experience at least it has got it like those feelings have gotten me confused with not liking that person anymore in in a in a in an attracted sense i still care about this person but it's like all of a sudden it's like it becomes i don't want to say mundane because that's like it's not that my relationships have become mundane but it can feel that way because it's like it's just a routine now to think about 
or to, to be texting this person, you know, every morning it's the good text message. And then it, you just form a routine by the time you're three, four months talking to someone. And that can get a little boring, basically. So it's tough. And it's still something that I fear whenever I'm in a relationship because it is when that when that honeymoon phase ends I fear that feeling of the the normal emotion of being in a relationship I thrive on that high of being in the honeymoon phase because everything is good everything's going well and it's still something new and when that feeling dies down and it just becomes another relationship it can be extremely difficult to deal with those emotions and I get it trust me I do so ways to combat that feeling I think one if you're with the right person and the person for you I think that when you're not in honeymoon phase anymore I think that you'll still feel that excitement when you see them it won't become this mundane everyday routine of a thing things will still be good it will be still almost a routine but it'll still be a routine that brings you excitement and gives you a a mini high per se and I think if you're with the right person you'll still feel those feelings I also think that there's like some solutions to when things start to just feel like a routine and it doesn't feel shiny and new anymore. I think like spicing things up a little bit, uh, like, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I guess spice things up in that sense, but I'm talking more like, um, breaking that routine, whatever that may be. And it, again, it goes back to being honest and in touch with your emotions If you're able to recognize all of these things and of how you're feeling and of, you know, being honest with your partner, hey, I'm feeling these feelings of, you know, it was the honeymoon phase and now I need something that I want to switch up some things. I want to, you know, let's go on a, a little getaway weekend and this and that and so I think being able to say that and your partner being able to say okay let's let's do this next weekend instead of your partner being like oh so you what am I doing wrong what am I you know what did I do to make you feel this way um I I'm sorry I suck so bad like using those guilt trip responses is a red flag that is something you should not put up with but whenever you know you found a good person when they say they don't take offense to how you're feeling they just acknowledge it and they find a solution so your partner saying okay either they'll agree with you or or even if they don't they'll just be like okay how about we do this and finding like a solution to that issue instead of just getting defensive about it that is like a telltale sign 
of someone who is insecure with themselves or in the relationship or just flat out is not in touch with their emotions and they take other people's emotions that could semi-involve them as an insult basically so I have in fact had my fair share of of men who have done this where they're like they just get defensive about it and they take it personally and someone who is respectful and mature and is in touch with their emotions won't take offense to it they'll just recognize it and if they hurt your feelings they'll apologize and they'll find a solution and finding the right person and being in a relationship with someone who is the right person for you you won't constantly be dealing with fights and the longevity feeling of sadness or disappointment you know what I mean say yes so I've mentioned red flags a couple of times throughout this episode and I (laughs) have had my fair share of having my own red flags and also being in a relationship with people who have plenty of red flags like I've already mentioned people who are not in touch with their emotions and are not willing to work on that are red flags also if all of your friends hate him that's a red flag babe your friends you love your friends you get along with them your personalities align probably you know your morals align with them as well if your friends are hating him then it's probably they're probably seeing something you are not that it's really hard and no it's really easy to be blinded by a person you're in love with because you're just it's again it goes back to the idea like the uh, romanticizing them and loving the idea of them and it's so easy to just see the good in someone whenever you love them and you care about them and you don't want to focus on their bad things but sometimes you it's okay to recognize people's flaws it's actually super important to because that lets you know hey is this person a little toxic and isn't treating me the way I need to be treated and then you would say yes or no and it's not like you need to try and fix their flaws like I mentioned earlier it's just a matter of like being open about it and communicating with them and saying you know this is something that's really important to me and I am like I need to know if you are willing to work on this or finding some kind of compromise or solution about it and if they say no then that's just something like again having that list of things you will and won't put up with if there are things on the list that this person does that's on your won't put up with list that's a clear indicator you you gotta end it I'm gonna be brutally honest with it guys that's like you shouldn't be with someone that does a lot of things on your won't put up with list it just it doesn't make sense because again it's like Say you got three things on there, on your list of 
of great qualities that are your ideal ideal qualities in a partner but you got like seven or eight things on your list of won't put up with that this part your partner does and even say they're okay so say your partner says I'm gonna work on this and that so two of the things out of your eight bullet points on your won't put up with list I hope you guys are following here I hope you guys have a vivid imagination like I do so now you're down to six things that's still three to six you got three good and and six bad it's still it's it's that's still not good it's not a bad thing to be picky. I don't know why people have just assumed that being picky is a bad thing. Why would I not be picky about someone I'm going to potentially spend the rest of my life with? Why am I not going to be picky about it? That's a big commitment. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to try and find someone who is going to check all my boxes. Having that checklist in your head of what you will and won't put up with is so important because especially even when you're in a relationship not even like getting to know someone when you're in a relationship you need to also take that step back again and be like this is what I've been noticing about this person's behaviors that make me upset and being able to express that and if they're not willing to work on that or they say they are and they're not doing it you shouldn't have to repeatedly ask someone who says they love you to work on something that has upset you time and time again it's like you shouldn't have to do that because by that time you should just know that this person isn't gonna change and again you can't fix people that don't want to be fixed it's unrealistic and it's a waste of time and a waste of energy at the end of the day and if this person truly was for you and truly loves you, then they'll take that time and work on those things. You know, it's so complicated. Another big thing that I had struggled, I used to struggle with a lot and still do every once in a while is making time for your relationships in your life so you say you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're only hanging out with this person because once again it's that honeymoon phase and all you want to do is be with this person because they're shiny they're new you're getting to know them all you want to do is just kiss them and be cuddling with them because it's exciting and that is where things get a little sticky Because now you're in the position where you're only hanging out with this person and you're not hanging out with your friends. I have done, I've been, I'm guilty of this in the past where I have been in a relationship with a guy and I have basically like ignored, I don't want to say ignored, but I was not hanging out with my friends nearly as much as I had before I started talking to this person and I understand it's difficult because it's like why wouldn't you want to hang out with this person that shows you physical and emotional affection there's a connection between someone that you're physically attracted to and have a relationship with in that aspect compared to a friend 
that you kind of just have an emotional connection with. Hang on, there's a mosquito in my fucking apartment. I got a mosquito gut on my fucking wall now. I'm going to have to clean that up after this. <laughs> Anyways, what was I saying? Making time for other relationships, yes. So, oh god, I'm so fucking tired, holy shit. I mean, it is nine in the morning. Yeah, I, I used to struggle a lot with making time for my friends and my boyfriend. And it's really easy because, like I said, you want to be with this person that you have really strong feelings for and in that honeymoon phase like I said it's like a high you're excited and you feel like you're falling in love and everything is so good and it's like why wouldn't you want to be with this person all the time but let me tell you friends are like friends are genuinely if you have good friends they're forever and uh, boyfriends and girlfriends genuinely and it's gonna sound so cheesy when I'm about to say this they do come and go friends are forever boyfriend girlfriends come and go it is that simple it's a cliche because it's true so making time for both relationships will benefit you in the long run remaining active with said friends is an extremely important aspect for your boyfriend-girlfriend relationship because having that separation and having your remain like still having your own lives with you and your partner is again going to benefit benefit your relationship I used to struggle with this so much just like I used to feel like I would hurt their feelings if I hung out with my friends and not him. But if this person isn't toxic and is actually a good person for you, they won't exude that energy of being jealous just because you're hanging out with your friends. If this person is mature enough and in touch with their emotions enough, they'll be like, okay, have fun. Text me whenever, you know, text me later whenever you can. Or whenever you're done hanging out with them or whatever. There won't be any, like, passive-aggressive comments where it's like, oh, okay, have fun. Or, oh, okay. And, like, that's it. I used to do that. Like, don't get it twisted, guys. I used to do that. And I, I don't anymore because... I have become, <laughs> I've become better. I have. Um, because I've taken like two years to work on myself and to think logically. Like if this person isn't actually saying, hey, I don't like when you hang out with other people, like your friends, if they're not saying that then you should just assume that it's okay to hang out with your friends. It should be okay to hang out with your friends. And if this person is saying, hey, I don't like, you know, when you hang out with your friends, okay, if they're actually saying that, then, babe, you got to get out of there. 
What crazy person doesn't want you to hang out with your friends? And if you're thinking logically in a relationship and you realize, hey, I haven't seen my friends in like a week or two. I haven't really talked to them. Maybe I should, I I need to reevaluate a little bit. And it's that simple. Thinking logically, literally like not to bring astrology into this, guys. And I know some of you may be rolling your eyes right now, but I'm a cancer, okay? I'm, I, I do think that to a certain extent, everyone is, has qualities of their astrology sign. And cancers are very emotional bitches. We are. We love love and we get our feelings hurt because we love too much and we, you know, we cry a lot, okay? And it's so true. But I just know I hate whenever I go off track because then I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? Then I have to stop the recording, go back a little bit. No, we're just going. We're going with it. Whatever I was saying, you guys get my point. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I was saying. Something about making time for multiple relationships and and whatnot. But probably my toxic behaviors. But at the end of the day, being able to communicate your feelings and recognizing red flags you're already on the right track to having a successful relationship because if you're able to communicate your feelings respectfully and you're also able to recognize whenever someone is doing something that you are just not willing to put up with or they're saying things that piss you off or that you don't agree with or you know that yeah, basically that you don't agree with that go against your morals or your beliefs or your opinions and it's just something that you just will not tolerate, then tell them bye. Boy, bye. Thank you, next. Ariana Grande. That's the main point is when you're in a relationship and you're not single, being able to do that is genuinely the foundation to having a healthy relationship. Being able to balance your relationships between your partner and your friends. And and having that mental checklist of what you will and won't put up with. And just being open and vulnerable. And I know it's scary, but being open and vulnerable about your relation like or your um your feelings and your emotions is ju- actually like crucial like you can't have a good relationship without open communication it's just the basic it's the basic principles that's about it so that's it for today's episode guys uh i hope you enjoyed it and you know you got something from this and i hope i it made sense uh i know i can ramble a bit get off track kill some mosquitoes but that's okay thank you guys so much for listening and you can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall and the with is a W. And you can rate this podcast. You can follow it, turn on the notifications, get notified whenever I post, which is every Tuesday. And I will catch you guys next week. Bye.